um, you should use a condom before you listen. The American dream is dead. John Lyle, L.A. Lloyd, and Drew Bennett, Beaver Kool-Aid. Yes, what, what is Lloyd drinking tonight? Lloyd is drinking a fine Chardonnay because it was 91 degrees in Texas today, so I decided to go white. Chardonnay. Like you could go any other way. Um, <laughs> all right, true. Chardonnay. I feel like fit he should you, have like you, a... Uh, fit your signet ring on your... Right? Should, he, you shouldn't he have it? like a, a scarf on, like a silk scarf? Yeah, probably. Well, after the uh, the ban- the leg bandana show, I figured I could switch over to scarves tonight. So yeah. why not? Yeah, and and Chardonnay. Yeah, that's great, Lloyd. Yeah. Uh-huh. At least why I didn't bring just, up a musical. Why don't you just go ahead with the surgery and make it happen? Because <laughs> the masking is way easier. I don't have to deal with I think the surgery. Chardonnay is like, hey, John. I think Chardonnay is like a step above Riesling. Mm-hmm. And then when you get down to Riesling, you've really made the switch. Well, once it gets a little yeah, bit warmer, as we get into like uh, July or August, I'll probably switch over to the rosé at that point. So, hmm. well, I look forward to those episodes of Beaver Cool. Yeah, yeah. Can right. I tell you guys what happened to me in Toronto? Yeah, you were in Toronto. Yeah, so I went to Toronto last week. Uh, I was there for Canadian Music Week, which is a time to go and drink Canadian beer, which I don't know if our American listeners know. Is a lot stronger than American beer. Really? I thought it was yeah. lighter. Mm-mm, no. Wow. Not by about 9%. <laughs> and so uh, I go and uh, we, uh, my buddy gets us uh, tickets to the Jays game on Wednesday. Tuesday, Wednesday. And uh, so we go and they have king cans of beer there. That are, you know, imagine what you would think a king can would look like, and that's what it is. Twenty-four ounces. It's a lar- yeah, it's a large thirty-two ounce can of beer. Wow. Oh, it and won't so, be ounces. Yeah, it's yeah, it wouldn't be. It's like it's like a, a it's like a seven hundred and eighty milliliters. Right. I don't know what it is. But that was, so, that's, uh, I don't know, right? I, was yeah, I, was, right. I believed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I, I usually have those. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. So, but it's huge. So we had one of those, and uh, we sit down, and we're watching the game. And, man, they're playing the Seattle Mariners, and the Mariners just killing the Jays. I got my Jays hat on, my Jays shirt. I'm in good shape, and we're just getting our ass kicked. And so it's fifth inning. We've had two king cans apiece, me and my buddy, at this point. I mean, we are three sheets, my friends, like having a hard time finding our way back to the hotel. Dude, with two <laughs> but I say... We're down five to nothing. Let's get out of here and go drink. And my buddy says, yeah, yeah, fuck it. Let's go. So we leave and we walk back to the hotel. We find our hotel and we go back and we drink further. And the, the night ends at the bar. I wake up the next morning. I turn it on Sportsnet, which is, which is Canada's version of Sports Sportsnet. Mm-hmm. We're a boot to tell you all about the sports that happened today, guys, eh? And so uh, they go, they say, uh, well, the Seattle Mariners pitched a no-hitter last <laughs> night at the Rogers Stadium against the Blue Jays in a 5 to nothing uh, loss, and the pitcher was the uh, Canadian, and it was the first time that a Canadian pitcher had pitched a no-hitter on Canadian soil since 1943. <laughs> And you drank right through it. 
We drank right through it and left wow. it at the fifth inning. <laughs> Congratulations. Rice came back in the eighth. You missed that. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah he did. Right after good. the seventh inning stretch, you know, and like, wait a minute. There so two is. years prior, I had gone to the Jays game there, and I'm there with a bunch of friends, and we know the guy that's the uh, stadium announcer. And we'd gone up and toured the, you know, the broadcast booth. So cool. And we get down and we sit in our seats. And so we have a good idea that they're going to put us on the Diamond Vision, right? Which, by the way, when I said Diamond Vision up in uh, Canada, they all thought it was weird. You guys think I'm weird for saying Diamond Vision? No, I get it. I think you have to be from here, maybe. I thought you were weird anyhow. Right, right. So anyway, I get up and go to the bathroom. And I come back and my buddies are like, we were on the fucking Diamond Vision. And you were in the bathroom, you idiot. <laughs> so you and missed so that too. The game, then the game, the game goes on. I get a, I get a piss again. So I, I get up and I go to the bathroom. I come back. They caught a ball. They caught a foul ball. So I've, I have not witnessed at least three events that you might want to witness at a baseball game because I've either left early or been in the bathroom. Well, stay away from Houston, for God's sake, because maybe they've right. got a chance to, we- to beat the Warriors, you know? I'd hate well, for you to fuck maybe, that up. Maybe I should go and just stay in the bathroom. <laughs> you're the cooler. <laughs> but good things happen when you're gone. Right. I have to go first and then leave. So why don't you skip next week's podcast and... <laughs> <laughs> right, then Lloyd and I talk about how we both picked the winning lottery numbers. <laughs> Oh, so here's a great story. So I I go to uh, I go to L.A. and I get off the plane and I find the dispensary closest to the hotel and I walk over and I buy about seventy bucks worth of weed. I get I get a couple of pre rolled joints and I get two gummies mm-hmm. and the gummies are about twenty bucks a piece. Wow! And you have to eat them in quarters. And if you if you eat any how more big are they? That, That's a lot. Mm, you know what a you know what a chunky the the chunky uh, candy bar looks like. It's a square. Yeah. Candy bar comes in silver. Yeah, yeah. They're about that size. Okay. But not that thick. They're just a regular, what you would think it would be thick on a gummy. And then it's flat. So you you eat a quarter of that, and then two hours later, you're floating down the street. And so um, so I, I grab a couple of those, and I ate, I ate one of them while I was in L.A. and thought, well, I'll just take the other one back. But anyway, I take it out of the uh, foil package because... I don't want that to go off while I'm walking through security. And so I take that off, walk through security. Great. Done. Got this uh, gummy, but it's in my pocket, right? So I'm starving and I'm going to go get some fish tacos at the LAX Terminal 3 before I leave California. And um, I go get my tacos and I sit down and I eat. I check my pocket. No gummy. What the fuck? And so... I think, well, retrace your steps. And so I retrace my steps to the, uh, to the uh, taco stand, and there's my gummy right there on the floor. Really? In the LAX airport. Did you eat it? Did you eat it? So I picked it up. Yeah. That's what I took I'm it to the bathroom. <laughs> I take it to the bathroom, and I wash it off in the LAX bathroom sink. Oh, my God. And then I put it in a paper towel. And I stuffed that in my bag and I board the plane. So I get <laughs> off the plane in Austin and I get home and I pull it out of the bag 
and that paper towel is all <laughs> stuck over it. Oh boy, it's on it, right? Now I got to leave for Toronto. So I leave for Toronto and I come home and I've been thinking about that the whole time. I'm thinking, man, when you put the gummy underneath the water again, is it just going to wash off the paper towel? I'm thinking like Bill Nye, the science guy here. And so I go back and I, I, uh, I wash off, I put the paper towel gummy underneath the sink. Paper towel comes right off, right off. And I get a brand new floor gummy from the LAX airport. And so, uh, I put, uh, I put that on a, uh, you know, one of the, you know, like when you go to a hotel and they give you the box of soap, Yeah, it's like a little flat round box of soap. They give you the box and it's mm. kind of got a sheen. It's got a little coating on that on right. little, you know, so I put the gummy on that so I can peel it off later. And I let that dry out. And then I went and ate a quarter off of that. And it was delicious. Wow. Well, that is educational indeed. The <laughs> bottom line is it beats whatever Chardonnay you're hitting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, the LAX floor gummy. So have you found in your traveling to the states where pot's legal, being the aficionado that you are, have you found that you enjoy it more where it's just everywhere or do you go like, eh, it's, it's okay, you know, that it just, just you have access to it everywhere. I mean, you know, like L.A., well, for example, when you were out there. Yeah, so I was in Los Angeles a couple of weeks ago for, the, uh, for this radio convention. And uh, you get off the plane and you smell weed, right? And you, you, uh, you get to the, you get in on the street and you smell it. And you get into the hotel room, you smell it on down the hall because everybody's happy to be there and they're smoking weed in their hotel rooms. Wow. And then you, you know what I'm saying? And then you get to the, and then you get to the dispensary and it smells like weed there. Imagine that. And then, <laughs> and then you buy your weed, and then now you smell like weed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah, and your Uber driver smells like weed. And it's everywhere is my point. And, and, and I will say that, listen, I am a – I smoke more weed than Willie Nelson and Snoop Dogg put together, okay? <laughs> Let me just be real honest. And, I never knew that. And, uh, and I couldn't deal with it. Like I, it was too, it was too much weed all the time. Wow. Uh, at, at least in Los Angeles, it's just, it's just, and listen, here's the other thing. I was in Hollywood, right? I was also in the butthole of Los Angeles. Right. So there's that. But, uh, it, it probably was more right often now. than Willie Nelson and Snoop Dogg. Can it, was at the, it was at the Jack in the Box. I mean, good <laughs> Lord. Well, so I didn't really bad. notice it that bad when I was in Seattle. Now they, it hadn't been legal that long when I was there, but, and of course I'd see people walking down the street smoking it, which I guess that's really not legal. I mean, you're, what are you supposed to keep it to the confines of your, I think all that flannel like soaks it up. Yeah, it's possible. Can't smell it. But I didn't really see it everywhere. I mean, I saw it everywhere. I just didn't smell it like you're describing in LA. So, but I guess if you're in Hollywood at the Jack in the Box. Yeah. Yeah, probably. So you are tired of it when you get there and when it's just overwhelming. So you it makes you yeah. not want to smoke pot because you've got so much Yeah. Wow. It makes you really it makes you really just want to not deal with it. Does it make you crave fried foods? <laughs> uh you know, <laughs> I always crave fried food. Look at me. 
It's like, man, oh. if I could just be around a deep fryer right now. I look like a Pillsbury open can of biscuits. Look at me. I look like that. <laughs> Is that what it's, it's like, like a, when you uh, well, unbutton the cup. pants? It's like yeah. snapping the can of biscuits. It pops right out, right? <laughs> With a spoon, right. scares you a little bit. What's uh, your uh, What's yeah. your go to food after you uh, you get the munchies when you're traveling? That is, do you hit the mini fridge in the hotel or do you go out Boy, to? This the... sounds like one of these uh, interviews you do for your countdown well, show. I mean, are you going to ask me uh, what inspired <laughs> me to make my next album? <laughs> Uh, you know, I did eat the the eleven dollar bag of cashews one night when I was drunk. Wow, Uh-oh. that's good. Any bar, yeah. And I did it three times, you guys, and I owed thirty three dollars in incidentals on nuts. <laughs> These nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you complain when the wife spends a couple of extra bucks at the grocery store. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah, that's on your expense account, though, right? What was the thirty three dollars for? No, I have to put that. I can't put nuts on my expense expense the nuts from the mini no 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 i would hate to have to expense eleven dollars in nuts to the company you work for at this point right now my (laughs) friend (laughs) expense eleven dollars in nuts that was what we spent for our morning show three dollars in nuts (laughs) that's more than we pay the afternoon guy come on (laughs) all right so Here's this thing that I want to, since you were talking about smoking and we've, we have, because sometimes we're privy to video, seen you vaping. So I'm, um, I'm back in, in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, where I'm from this weekend. And my nephew is going to be going to high school this fall. And already they've had the open house of the high school and they've had uh, maybe some a parent meeting or whatever, but it seems to be that that right now, and my daughter has brought this up too, my twelve year old who's in sixth grade in middle school, that this vaping thing in school is a real big deal. Uh, supposedly, there's something called a jewel. Have yeah, you, you hit it right there, man. Yeah, you're on the you're on the you got your hand on the you got your finger on the pulse. And the jewel is uh, like uh, having something that almost resembles a thumb drive. And that's right. Packs enough nicotine that it's equivalent of a couple of packs of cigarettes. Wow. Yep. Yep. And uh, that's one thing that they're that that, that's the deal. It's no no longer smoking in the boys room. (laughs) Brownsville Station. Mm. It's uh, vaping wherever and whatever. And that this is this is a huge deal in these schools right now. Now, can you smoke weed in that with the oil, or does it have well, to be? Of course, a- you can smoke whatever. That's the thing. That's the thing. I got you. Okay. I'm sure they figured it out how to fill that with, uh, you know, cannabis oil. But but I think either way, it's the fact that you know when I when I, when I was younger, yeah, we had a smoking area in high school. Well, I was in North Carolina. It was the 70s, and of course, you can't smoke anywhere now. But that's this is a big deal for the for these for parents and, and children is this vaping thing. Have you been vaping? Have you seen people vaping? <laughs> what were they vaping? Well, I can't really tell. They were vaping. Mm-hmm. What's going on in the restroom, which is really different. I'm just going back in time because I have all these kids of various ages. Yeah, when, when my son was in middle school, uh, back around, I would say... 2001, 2002, mm-hmm. the big thing that was going on in middle school with blowjobs. And 
now it seems like that's gone by the wayside. You know, that this middle school sex and it's mm-hmm. about vaping that they want to warn people about. It's gone under the teachers. Parents right? to be Te- aware. Teachers took over the blowjob duties. Uh, maybe so. Maybe that's the deal. Uh, no, that's what I do. But no, it's just it's just wild to, to these different trends, these different things that go on, right? Um, but this vaping thing is there's it, it's uh, this is a concern for many helicopter parents. For you know, we have to clamp down on anything. Well, when I'm driving home in the afternoon, and believe me, this is an hour, fifteen minute commute. I see so many people vaping, and again, I don't know if it's nicotine or if it's oil or weed or whatever it is but i mean i would say at least every third or fourth car it's just this big billowing thing of smoke or vape that's coming out of the window everyone's vaping i'm like was everyone stoned on the fucking highway right now or they're just getting their nicotine fixed because they're in hell on this traffic commute we're all dealing with in austin so i don't know what do you think drew what's wrong with getting stoned on the highway well i i would go completely paranoid i, I couldn't do it when you're stoned you feel like you're going 15 miles an hour <laughs> and when you're in austin you really are going 15 miles an hour. so why That's do you need to high. vape regulate so, your driving um, right but maybe they're vaping uh snack food yeah well that could maybe be nice. that's that's they're vaping a slim jim now that well, sounds like something that, I could. Go I think for. that if you're going to do any of that stuff, you need to do it responsibly. And I also think that the kids that are vaping were probably are probably going to be the kids that were smoking. I think it's probably easier, sure, yeah, probably a yeah, little healthier now, my, yeah, than you know, to my, stand next to the bushes and smoke. That's what I mean. My my daughter, who's in sixth grade, is telling me things, and I said, "Look," and she knows this because she, she's got a decent amount of common sense. There's always an element. I don't care. If it's, and I was part of that element in and out. Yeah. I don't care if it's elementary school, middle school, high school, there's always going to be that element. It's just the way it is. Because my daughter's telling me, you know, there's, yeah, there are kids drinking liquor at school. In well, middle school? Way when I was in school. Yeah. Kids had what we called liquid lunch when we went to school. Wow. And was that, that was middle back school? in school? I graduated in 1990. Oh, good Lord. From yeah. high school. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. I had plenty of friends that smoked cigarettes in the sixth grade. I mean, sixth grade was kind of a pivotal year yeah. for me because that's when I was hanging out with the bad bunch. But uh, they were smoking. I mean, but again, it's North Carolina. Every fucking body smoked in the 70s back then. But this was still sixth grade, you know, a little bit yeah, of weed. I mean, you, you, you toss a smoke in your mouth and your teacher light it. So Texas is probably... Um, not going to legalize pot anytime soon, but what do you think about the uh, the new ruling today from the Supreme Court on uh, sports betting? Do you think that uh, we'll see that in Texas anytime soon, or uh, we're still probably way, way down on the list for that one, too? I only have one thing to say on that, yeah. because I lived in Kansas City for two years, and I kind of see what kind of crime that breeds, mm-hmm. and crime's probably the worst part of it, but it keeps poor people poor. That's the same kind of base that will go and bet sports and, you know, go and sit in front of a slot machine. Those are the same kind of people that are going to go and buy a lottery ticket and they're going to play the lottery and, you know, that kind of stuff. And that's typically of a certain income level. 
And I don't mean to single anybody out or disrespect anybody who plays that. I play that. I don't think that uh, organized betting or gambling in Texas is something that should be. Here's the way I think we can get it here in Texas. When they, they start putting the gaming board together. You know, the money, obviously, they say is going to go somewhere and it never will, just like the lottery did. But we could get Joel Osteen to get the, uh, you know, the evangelicals out there, get him on the gaming board. You know, so some of this money goes to the churches and and the religious groups and you get a lot of the, uh, you know, Franklin Graham, get him on board. And uh, we could do sports betting all over the country. We might even get it in North Carolina with Franklin Graham. Osteen will be in Houston, you know, getting it here in Texas. So you got to go after uh, the Christians to uh, get that money to uh, if we can take to all those go to Lakewood. If we can take all those prosperity evangelists and saddle those fuckers up and race them, I would vote to legalize that. Yeah, yeah. How about that? That's an idea. What's your feelings on it, John? You think we'll ever get it here? Uh, well, eventually everything will happen. Yeah. Even pot? Oh, yeah. Eventually. I mean, uh, why wouldn't we do sports a long, betting? long time in the state of Texas for, for everything. I mean, I, I personally, I, I understand uh, the feeling of that, uh, that these things, uh, games of chance and whatnot kind of prey upon the poor who don't understand the odds, especially in the lottery. But the thing is, is that uh, I don't see, I don't, I don't think it's the role of government to protect one from oneself. So that's kind of the same thing with uh, drugs being illegal and uh, any of these things. I, I think you should be able to hop on your computer and gamble. And if you want to go to, there's a casino and you want to gamble, fine. Um, most places where there's legalized gambling, uh, people have that image of Las Vegas, but uh, there are a lot of places where it's just all a little crappy, like Louisiana. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking when you said that. Louisiana, I mean, you're going to stop in there? I mean, if you do, you, you turn around and walk right back out. It's just a bunch yes. of machines and it's disgusting. Uh, and boy, is it the smoke, disgusting. the smoke, man. Good God. How about God. the place that's got the live tiger on I-10? Yeah, right. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking well, about. Well, no, that's the, that's the reason why we need uh, more jewels out there, because then you won't have to worry about all that smoke. <laughs> that's so right, man. We're cleaning it up. Blow your money chasing. But I think that should be there for, for everyone. I mean, if you want to do it, you want to do it. There it is. Uh, we all know that, that Texans fuel casinos in Louisiana and Oklahoma, New Mexico, um, you know, and it's like, well, yeah, all of those just throw things up. I, but you know, wh- what would thing. these be like? I mean, would it be just a, a like a place in a strip mall where you go in and I'll place you your bets with your bookie or how does it work? Sportsbook would be more like a little parlor. Yeah. That's you know? what I was yeah. thinking. It isn't going to be like that. No, but it isn't going to be. It's going to be no. All you have to do is look at Oklahoma, and the paradise that is Louisiana. Yeah, and that's exactly what it will be in places like Beaumont, but on a grander scale and throughout the state. And it's disgusting. I, don't think I just so. don't, I don't want think it. with sportsbook. Sportsbook to uh, Las Vegas, I think it's worth about two hundred and fifty million dollars a year. Yeah, that's Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, I don't think it'll be, I think it'll be smaller. I just visualize things. Lloyd, are you familiar with sweet shops in North Carolina? No. Are these places that kind of had these games of chance that flew under the radar? No. Where people would go out to these strip malls, whatever, and play different games. Um, 
and, and it kind of flew under the radar. It's just like when people have eight line machines, mm-hmm. um, that same kind of thing. I'm not saying, Drew, that it won't be, you know, I'm sure, sure it draws a certain clientele, but I think that for sports book, it's a little different. People don't go into a sports book uh, because they just got done at the outlet mall and now they're looking to do something fun. It's a little bit more specialized than that. I don't see that because like here, you can do off-track betting uh, at Rotama Park and it's not like there's thousands of people there. Mm-hmm. It's the same kind of people that are betting on you know, other tracks, doing whatever. It doesn't have that same appeal because it you have to know a little something. It doesn't have that. It's not like walking here and you've had a couple of pops and you're feeling, it's not like a, you know, playing craps or roulette or a slot machine or it's, it's what, are the, what kind of places to describe the places that they're planning on legalizing? Because in my mind, it would be a bar on the East side of town where you got a guy in there who's got whatever uh, point of sale system. See, I think they're going to separate the alcohol. That's what I was trying to bring up. I I think they're going to separate the alcohol and the betting. There there may be private parlors kind of like they have with the the poker parlors that they have where you have to be a member. But I'm like, Lyle, I kind of think it's going to be a little bit more where you've got the nice big screen TVs. It's kind of a cool setting in there. You've got all the games up, be it whatever you're betting on. And especially on a Saturday or a Sunday on the weekend, when the big games are going on, you're in there. And I don't know, man, to me, I think it, it could be a cool thing uh, if if you have the right setting and there is going to be the shitholes. We all know that, but I, I think, you know, it's kind of fun sometimes sitting in Vegas, just to kind of, you know, watch some of these games, all the big screen TVs there and you lay your bets down laid back. Yeah. 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 Right. It's not like table games or anything with that forces the action. It's a, you know, and when you go, it's not like it's crowded. Right. You know, when you go to the sports, are they going to stop there? I mean, is that, that's where it's going to stop. Then we'll never, we'll never legalize anything further than that. Uh, well, uh, not as long as John Cornyn is his senior. Um, <laughs> Greg Abbott's got he'll, he'll never, Tito, he'll never die. Wanted, so that's but, there. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, I really do. I mean, I, I don't care. I don't care if there are a few casinos and there it is. And people stay here instead of going to Las Vegas or Oklahoma or Louisiana. They're just, they're just dealing with Texas people. Anyhow, look, if you want to gamble, you'll figure out a way to do it. You can fly southwest to Las Vegas and gamble your ass off, and then you can come back here. But do you think the NCAA is is or any of the professional franchises are going to try to shoot this down, especially college? Because Texas obviously what are you is talking a, about now. Now Las Vegas has professional sports. Well, that I know. I exactly right. That's a good point. <laughs> come on. And as soon as that becomes popular, that could that could really force gambling to become legalized in other states. As, yeah. Uh, of course, but we I don't say see anything then, wrong with that. I mean, I think gambling should be fine. Prostitution should be fine. Who cares? Yeah. You know, if there are morality issues, I don't think the government should dictate to me what I do with it or not do with it. Yeah. I mean, my I, God, I, I mean, I, I play the stock market and have for 20 some years and you talk about gambling. <laughs> I agree with you. Talk about seeing your money go away and all you got to do is click, click, click. <laughs> I just don't want it to turn into a uh, roadside convenience stores. I don't think it will. Tigers. I, 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 I don't think don't it'll be it. like that. I don't either. I don't, you know, but even if they're, even so, who cares? 
And, and I don't want to see. I don't want to see people who are already pouring their money into. You see these poor kids, these poor old people, at the convenience store, standing there scratching shit off. You know, buying. <laughs> well, we see that already now. But if you're in, if you're in New Orleans or something, and there's a machine somewhere, I don't see people playing it. I mean, that it, stuff that stands idle. And even in in Las Vegas, I mean, where you get machines or Nevada, where they're all over and. I don't see people playing that stuff. I mean, people have it out there just in case some idiot wants to, you know. I think it'd be a fun way to spend a Saturday or a Sunday afternoon. You go hang out with your friends, and even if it's BYOB, and if you have to pay a membership to get in to to bring your booze or whatever, if if it is separated. But to me, it seems kind of like, okay, and hang out with my friends, watch a little football, you know. Play some bets. I think it'd be kind of a fun thing to do. When I went to Hollywood, I went to some friends, uh, you know, who are going to be there. And I went to their house and we played Texas Hold'em and we played for cash. And mm. uh, and it was a good time. Real good time. Yeah. yeah. I think it's I mean, fun. I, I just think that's the whole thing of, with horse race tracks and paramutual betting. They 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 just can't survive. And uh, and and when Texas and you look at tracks in other states, well, you go there. Drew, you mentioned Kansas. I remember being in Wichita, being at a dog track, and then there was a casino next to it. I mean, at least they had electronic games, let's put it that way. They had slot machines or whatnot. Fine. You know, go. I mean, in I, Can- I just in Kansas, yeah. In Kansas City, Missouri, you got the casinos there, but they have to be on the, they have to be riverboats. Right, right. Yeah, on the water. And- well, I've been to casinos in, I mean, St. Louis. You know, just and it wasn't. Uh, you know, it's just is. So what? I, I but think these casinos, they're they're not part of the population, and they're gonna blow money anyhow. I'm glad we at least have the option. I don't think Texas is gonna be a four runner uh, by no means. I think it's gonna no. be a few years before we see it here. But uh, yeah. I, you know, look, man, I welcome it. I think it'd be fun. I can handle Vegas for about two or three days, where you know you can do anything you want to out there, and I'm like. It's kind of like Drew talking about when you're <laughs> exposed to so much pot. It's like, eh, after a while, I'm kind of like, I'm done with it. I'm ready to go back home, you know? So, sure. yeah. It after you hear those like- dings and the and the jingles <laughs> off the games for four days, you're like, I don't want to hear well, that. Well, and, and that's another thing, you know? Now it's all, you know, you get, you get a receipt and you take it to the thing, you cash out. You don't even get the clinging and clanging of the, the fucking money falling. My, my pennies and dimes dropping in my uh, thing there. The you know? thing is, is there's plenty of sports books anyhow. If you want to, if you want to bet on sports, you can bet on sports freely now. Anywhere you want. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I just don't think government should be involved in these things. If, if government wants to make some money off of it, that's their deal. Okay, fine. But here's the deal. All these guys in Austin who will be voting on it are coming from these rural areas all over Texas. So, you know, maybe San Antonio and Austin and Dallas and Houston want it, but you got to think of all of these other, these politicians who want to get reelected going like, oh, but I got to answer to, uh, you know, my Sunday school when I go back home this weekend. So that's why I don't think we'll get it here anytime soon. No, well, we'll never, we're never on the cutting edge of those things. Yeah. Um, and that's the way it's been. They've, they've tried to get casino gambling through the ledge for, for years. And it just is not happening. And it's always somebody maybe from Houston that's sponsoring a bill. Uh, where they would only have 
casinos around once again, the big populated areas, and that's it. Um, whatever. And, you know, Lloyd, we remember a time where if it was Sunday and you wanted to buy a frying pan, you couldn't. Right. Blue, Blue Law. I mean, you couldn't, uh, you know, you, you couldn't go to, uh, there was no mall open on a Sunday. Right. You couldn't get anything. You could buy food. My local Roses was closed. Couldn't get but anything. you couldn't go buy a frying pan <laughs> on a Sunday. Drew, do you even know what a Blue Law is? Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. That's... I remember when the Blue Laws were relaxed all right. uh, here in Texas, and yeah. uh, we all freaked out that you could go to the mall on Sunday. How much would you guys spend on your favorite band if they put out this really amazing box set of a of you know their biggest album? How much would you drop? Well, that depends, uh, Lloyd. I would go with uh, nine hundred ninety nine dollars <laughs> if it was the Guns N' Roses box set. <laughs> if it was the Gene Simmons Vault box set, I would go for two thousand dollars. Wow, oh, Jesus. So, uh, obviously, I signed on the podcast tonight as uh, Axel because uh, Guns N' Roses uh, just hit the chart this week for the first time in 10 years with a song that was recorded back in uh, 1986. And that would never made it on Appetite for Destruction, but the song great is song. Uh, already top 10. It's a great and, song. Yeah, it's a good song. And uh, they are going to be putting out a, a box set, a vault, if you will. $999 that's coming out in June. As much as I love Guns N' Roses, as much as I love that original version of the band, I still wouldn't drop $999. Just wouldn't do it. Just you would not do it. iPhone 10? I don't have an iPhone 10. I do not. Oh, there's your thousand. Yeah, right. You can finance that album that's can you really yeah, that's it. you don't really ever own the box set you just lease it <laughs> you lease it until uh yeah i i went to the party i went to the launch party for that during the uh summit over there in la mm. and they played that so you know all about it then wait a, wait wait a minute did you go but did you leave early <laughs> yeah i went yeah. <laughs> it was pretty amazing but you the, i have to say that uh you know, basically that box set is a, a bunch of outtakes from Appetite. Yeah. And it's uh, it's really everything they have from, from the Appetite section. It's 70, 73 additional tracks. I mean, and that's... <laughs> I'm like, yeah. what have they got? Slash t taking a shit? Or? They're all... No, they're all... Uh, evidently, from what we were told in LA, they're all new songs. Wow. Interesting. Uh, or songs that, that never made it to an album. I mean, look, I'm a huge fan, but I still, I wouldn't drop $1,000 on it. Just wouldn't. Well, and Shadow of Your Love do, is the song right. that's out right now. You can yeah. go on YouTube and it's good. if you want to, but uh, it, and it's great. Uh, but I will say that it doesn't belong on Appetite for Destruction. No. Yeah. And, and I've always said, if Use Your Illusion had been a single album instead of a double album, it would have been probably just as good as Appetite. My personal opinion. Well, Shadow of Your Love was a song that was not originally a Guns N' Roses song. It was originally a, uh, whatever the name of that band that he was in prior to. Guns Hollywood Roses. Rose. Hollywood Rose. Right. Yeah. And uh, so they, they it was written during, during that time of his life, but they recorded it. And uh, I like it. 73 total tracks. I'm reading this now. 49 tracks previously unreleased. 12 B-sides. 
five, you know, five point one Blu-ray DVD of videos and shit. I mean, it it, it is definitely a fan's. You know, if someone, if I had a rich friend and they said, hey, man, your birthday's coming up in August, Lloyd, what do you want? I was like, okay, I'll take the uh, locked and loaded appetite for destruction for a grand. What do you say? Comes with a little flat heroin needle that you can clip out <laughs> and pretend to use. I go back to what Drew said. If you're dropping a thousand dollars on a stupid box set by Guns N' Roses. Right. And yet, you know, and that's legal. Are you kidding me? Once again, if you're that stupid, go fine, do it. So you get to keep the, the box set. Keeping me away from throwing some bucks at a basketball game, right? That's well, just, that's just because stupid. that's a good, that's a good, that's a goods and service thing. It's not gambling. It's totally different. Yes, yeah, so you're. How's it different? I mean, it's still goods and services. You, you, you've got something over there. It's a game of chance. That's the good, right? I that's mean, the I good. and I'm paying for the game of chance. I mean, dropping a thousand. Look, fine. If if there's suckers that want to do that, fine. There ain't any music recorded that's worth a thousand dollars. There's tons of music out there, and it's certainly not Guns and Roses, and it's certainly not Gene Simmons. <laughs> Good lord, God, hey, you should pay me. You're gonna have to send back your Beaver Kool Aid T-shirts, man. <laughs> no, 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 not least, man. I got it, but you know, I mean, come on, that's just wreck. I mean, that's just no, that's no. taking advantage of people that are brain dead. You have to send back all your anything that has a brand on it, John. You have to send it back. You don't think people's been doing this on the Stones for fucking ever, or you know, any of these bands that still are around? Pink Floyd. I mean, this, this shit's been going on forever. The Eagles, Elton John. It I gave mean, me kiss, kiss well, perfected. And you're throw it. Guns and Roses and Gene Simmons into that mix? Absolutely. Are you kidding? Gene, Gene Simmons. Simmons invented uh, band music merchandising. <laughs> Gene Simmons, yeah, he invented a way to be no, to be I, uh, talentless, but have a talent for money. I gotta say, and the one who invented merchandising was that. Colonel Tom Parker and, and Elvis. That was the beginning of merchandising, right there. I mean, but that's you know, it's all still. I, yeah, I but there weren't like Elvis dolls or anything like that. There, they weren't. Yes, there were. Look, look, throw your money away. Yes, there was tons of it. But Kiss pinball machines and Kiss T-shirts and Kiss blood in the comic. But Kiss did all of that. Kiss is the reason. There wouldn't be any. It would, yeah, there wouldn't be any Kiss Metallica dolls books. and shit like that. Why did they market Kiss My Ass? There wasn't because they made a mockery of the genre. Because they're the there wouldn't be any McFarlane, you know, Kiss fucking uh, Jimi Hendrix dolls. Into, you know, nonsense because they had makeup on. I mean, come on. It's just, it's just, you know, it's, it's uh, rock and roll Scooby Doo. Have you seen Kiss Meets Scooby Doo? It's a good movie, John. <laughs> Ah, that's awesome yeah that's good shit (laughs) so i want to give a shout out to uh, our good friend chuck stanley he's uh unfortunately having to close cbq smokehouse he's uh uh, going through a little uh medical issues and the stress is uh kind of his doctor has just said hey you know you need to get out of business for a little while and just go take care of yourself so i know he's a big fan And uh, I know he's got to close CBQ, which is not a great thing because that's an awesome place. But uh, hope you get better, my friend. So anyway, wanted to drop that out there. You come back and open up a place that a sports book. Yes, right. Place where we can bet on sports. That'll be great. But maybe like our kiss themed sports book. Former (laughs) producer Chuck Stanley. Yeah. Who uh, called his shot, man? He quit radio and said, "I'm going to culinary school." 
and awesome. I'm going to open up a restaurant and, and killed it twice. And uh, way to go, Chuck! Yes, you called your shot, man. Yes, that's a that's a pretty super thing. I mean, I, I'm too pussed to be able to do that, at least at this point. But uh, uh, that's a good question, John. What would you do if you could do anything and be your own boss? Um, I'm doing it right now, Drew. Living the dream. I'm doing it right now. Thank God we don't have video. Uh, Good Lord. Yeah. See, those are those questions I used to ask my kids when they're 11 or 12. You know, what is it you could do if you could do anything? It didn't matter how much money you made. There it was. I've been struggling with this for the last four years. I have absolutely no clue. I, I asked my daughter. I'm a travel writer, but I don't want to have to write. Oh, that's a great idea. Travel writer's a good idea. Yeah. But I don't want to have to write. I want people. I'd like to be a travel podcast shopper. You know, like travel go and stay in all these hotels, go to these resorts, right. all these different things, and just be a regular, just be a regular tourist. You know, you gotta do, you gotta do a, you gotta do a podcast of you traveling, but it's really just a podcast of you walking into your hotel room. I like and, that. And like you, you walk in and you're like, oh, I'm here. Wow, it's really big in here. Hey, let's look in the bathroom. Oh, look at these little soaps. And that's really like the podcast. Right. And that's it. And then I go, mm, 11 bucks for the nuts. Yeah, it's starting to say it closes out with $11 for the cashews. 11 bucks for the nuts. They look so good, though. Uh, fuck it. Uh, they eat the nuts. I will go to your party and I will tear it up. Really? Beaver Kool-Aid. Get it hard. With Lyle, L.A. Lloyd, and Drew. Make it like a man. So go ahead, stick your head up your ass. <laughs>